Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to The Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Successes Listeners? Tyler McCart, coming at you. Episode 104, Mr. Matt Keller in the house. I got him up on deck. Very excited about his interview. Man, it's going to be a good one, guys, as always, as usual. But I want to welcome everybody. If this is your first time listening to the Success Edge podcast, I really appreciate you stopping by. I hope you stick around because we come at you with relevant information, relevant stories, relevant uh, examples, relevant testimonies of people that are in the marketplace. Yes, outside of the four walls of the church that are actually succeeding God's way. And this is what the whole purpose of the Success Edge podcast is all about, is to be an encouragement to you so that you can on a weekly basis can actually get some inspiration from somewhere. Get some things that might actually tweak your thinking on how to succeed God's way. And that's our bottom line right there. That is our bottom, bottom line. So I'll take a quick 30 seconds to actually thank our sponsors. I want to thank Chris Schrader of Schrader Creations for sponsoring the Success Edge. Thank you so much, Chris. And guys, let me tell you, SEC, go out there to Schrader Creations, or actually you can find it all actually on the website on the successedge.biz on the front home screen, or you can go to thesuccessedge.biz backslash Chris and find the 15% off code uh, for mentioning the Success Edge when you go contact Chris because Chris does a whole host of graphic design, web design, web development that he can do for you, animations that you can do for your business, business cards, all those different things that are imperative to your first impressions of your business. So go out there and find it at thesuccessedge.biz backslash Chris and get your 15% off. Now, I want to jump into this episode with Mr. Matt Keller. You can find all the show notes actually at thesuccessedge.biz backslash SEC 104. And this one's all about the key to everything. And Matt does a great job of unpacking this um, when we discuss it. It is actually from his book that he has launched. And I'm going to tell you that this one is near and dear to my heart. This is the reason why Mr. McCart, I feel like, has been a success over many, many years, even though I'm not the smartest person in the tool shed. But this one principle of success that we discuss is imperative to your success. So let's jump into this interview, and we'll catch you guys on the other side. So what's going on, Success as listeners? Tyler McCart coming at you guys. And you know what? I have got a first. Yes, another first for you guys. I have now. Hold, if you're driving in your car, make sure you're buckled in. Okay, don't get mad at me. Don't th- be throwing any stones. But for the first time, I actually have. All right, hold it, hold it. A preacher. Yep, a pastor of a church. But the good thing is, he's not just a pastor, guys. He actually is a business coach for organizations. All right. I love this dynamic. And Mr. Matt Keller has a passion for the marketplace Christian. 
And so I want to bring the best to you guys and the Lord orchestrated this whole thing. So I'm excited about this and we're going to jump into that. But real quick, Matt's got 20 years of experience doing what he's doing. He actually pastors next level church, one of the fastest growing churches in the country. He also, his business side, the business side is advanced leadership.tv. And he's going to probably get into that a little bit, but probably his, uh, the biggest thing for Matt is he is, comes from the great state of Florida. All right. Or lives there, I should say. And his wife is Sarah and he's got two boys, Will and Drew. Uh, but Matt, welcome to the success edge, buddy. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you so much, man. I just love what you're doing and love being here. Absolutely. So Matt, like I always do with any of my listeners, um, uh, kind of fill in the blanks a little bit, you know, give a little bit more color, you know, to your story, but really tell us how you got to know Jesus. Yeah, well, I was raised in a great um, home, you know, in Indiana, born and raised in, in the Midwest in Indiana, and had a great upbringing, great parents, and was a good kid. But uh, when I was 15 years of age, I, I started, I got interested in a girl who happened to be a pastor's daughter. And, another, uh, another PK. Holy interesting, <laughs> isn't it? And so, uh, and so her name was Sarah. And so I kind of followed her out to this church that her dad was a pastor of and uh, in my little small town of Indiana. And uh, she invited me to an Easter musical, as a matter of fact. And so I, you know, saw the whole thing happen. I saw Jesus die on the cross, fog machine, you know, buried in the tomb, choir singing, angels, you know, kind of a deal. And uh, rose from the dead, and at the end of it, the pastor, her dad, came out and said, "You know, listen, this didn't just happen. You know, this isn't just a good story. This happened, and you know, Jesus died and was was rose from the grave, so that we could know Him and know God personally. And honestly, at 15 years of age, almost 16, it was a just a revelation. Like the light bulb came on for me, and I went, being a good person is not not good enough. I I need a savior, and I was just transformed. Like it just." It changed my world. And so from that point on, 15 years of age, I just knew God had something big for my life and I wanted to serve him and follow him. So I was saved as a teenager. Man, saved as a teenager. That is awesome. Now, the cool thing is, well, I mean, for some of my uh, guests that I brought on, Matt, you know, they they get the fire insurance whenever they get, you know, a teenager, but it's not until later in life they get made their, you know, made Jesus their Lord of their life. Right. You know, it's kind of that, that little bit of your story or were you basically, you know, Lord and Savior from that moment on and rolling on from there? I mean, you obviously you might've had some hiccups. I oh, mean, sure. I know I've had some hiccups along the way, yeah, right. but you know, I got saved at age nine and I would probably say that when I was, you know, 16 years old, you know, Jesus became the Lord mm. and an amazing adventure from that point on. I mean, is that kind of yeah, sure. your story right there? Well, honestly, yeah. That following summer, a few months later, I went to a youth camp and that's where I felt called into ministry. And when I say that, not only called to the local church, but to call, call to lead leaders. Mm -hmm. And so my leadership journey began as a teenager. And honestly, my, my then girlfriend, Sarah, she's now my wife. I married that girl. That's a good one. You keep her. <laughs> and, uh, and so honestly, we started a, a Bible club in our high school, my junior year of high school. And so, uh, you know, that lead, this leadership thing has just been in me literally from the day, you know, I accepted Christ. And so uh, being a, a Christian leader, uh, both inside the church world and in the marketplace, in my school, you know, everywhere I went, I just knew this leadership thing was on me and it was a calling for me. Uh, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. So, so, okay. So we're going to jump into your, a little bit more of the story and, 
you know, kind of unpack this a little bit more, this whole leadership and your passion for the marketplace, you know, Matt. But, you know, one of the things that being on the success edge, you know, we, we want to hear from, you know, our guests that we bring on, what is your definition of success in the marketplace for a Christian? Yeah. Okay. Well, in the marketplace. I mean, I, sure. I want to hear from you. I mean, this, you know, yeah. you got both, you're, you straddle both sides of the fence. Okay. Uh-huh. You're, you're, you're in the pulpit, but Hey, you're out there, you know, in the actual marketplace. So I, I want to hear uh, this going to be unique, you know, for you to sure. answer this. I'm, I'm interested. Well, it, what's interesting is the, the tagline of my new book, the key to everything is, it says unlocking the secret to why some people succeed and others don't. And so this is a question actually, Tyler, that a lot of people have asked me in, in interviews recently is okay. Hot shot. You know, number one, what's the key to everything? But number two, how do you define success? Because, right, as Christians, I think we don't define success like the world does. And, you know, the Apostle Paul even talks about that in in the New Testament. And so for me, the answer to your question is, what is success? Honestly, I believe success is faithfulness, to do what God has called us to do. And I think for so long, the Christian community, the church, the big C church, however you want to define that or describe that, has sort of separated the sacred and the secular, you know? And and so I think so often we think, well, gosh, if I'm not in the ministry, if I don't work at a church, then somehow, or if God has gifted me to, to have ideas, to be an entrepreneur, to be a success in the marketplace, that somehow we should feel guilty about that. Or, you know, I know a lot of Christian marketplace leaders who do feel guilty about that. They're like, man, you know, I earn a lot of money. And it's like, no, 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 listen, God's given you these ideas. He's given you these leadership skills. He's given you the ability to succeed in the marketplace. And, and so for me, Tyler, the answer is faithfulness, that I believe God has called so many Christian men and women to be leaders in the marketplace, in the world, so that they can be salt and light, so that they can, they can create great workplaces for, for team members and employees to work, so they can provide jobs in a city, in a community. I think all of those things are exactly what Christian marketplace leaders are supposed to be doing. Well, you know, I really, I want to kind of go back to this, Matt. You know, I want to unpack this a little bit. And you talked about, you know, the 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 what the church does to Christians in the marketplace, or you know what what we what 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 has happened between that they've made this like distinction. There's two different ways. Unpack that a little bit more for us. I, I'm interested to hear a little bit more about that from you. Well, I think you know when you get in kind of the church world of things, and of course, again, I I, I do play in that world and and am called to that world to lead, uh, you know, a local church, but then also to lead pastors and other, you know, churches as well to influence them in terms of leadership and so forth. But I I think inside of this bubble, sometimes it's easy for us to turn inward and say, uh, you know, that, that gosh, if you're not, you know, only what you do in terms of a local church is the thing that matters most and is so important. And don't get me wrong, when, when people serve, when people give, when people participate in the local church, of course, that's incredible. It, the local church is the hope of the world. We all believe that as followers of Jesus. But but it's not the only thing. And, and it's not to the exclusion of what we do in our job, Monday to Friday, so to speak, 8 to 5. No, 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 no. That is just as spiritual. That is just as as much a spiritual act of worship as anything we do on Sunday. In Man, our that's, church, that's so good right there, Matt. I mean, and I... I Thank you for saying that because that's mm-hmm. that's a belief that's something that I hold true is that my work is my worship and my worship is my work. Yes. 
Okay. Absolutely. Because I feel like that, you know, I mean, I grew up as a good Southern Baptist boy mm-hmm. and you know, I, there was this, it, it wasn't like, you know, preached all the time from the pulpit, but sometimes it, you know, came across as unsaid that, man, if you're not an usher or if you're not serving as a Sunday school teacher, or if you're not, you know, going on the mission field or whatever, that you're a little bit lower. Right. Than us, I guess should be the way to yeah, put it. Sure. Sure. And it's, it's unfortunate. And this is why the success edge, you know, podcast exists mm-hmm. right here. One of the reasons, wow. Because we want to not, you know, have this, you know, perception that your work in your, in the marketplace is actually just as important because if not more important, because you're actually in the face of people's lives getting changed. Right, Matt? Absolutely. Well, and again, I think that was, you know, this prevailing perception in a lot of the church world over the last, I don't know how long, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however long you want to put on that. But I'm so excited that guys like you, uh, you know, are carrying this message to the Christian marketplace leader saying, hey, what you do at work is just as important to the kingdom of God as as what you do. And again, it's not to, it's not to the exclusion of one or the other. Right. For me, it's about redeeming it. Everywhere Jesus went in his ministry, he always elevated people socially. He always he always left a town better than he found it, so yes. to speak. And so it wasn't just the one on one. It wasn't just the miracle that he did. He raised the entire spiritual climate, and and that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about Christian marketplace leaders understanding that what they do every single day matters and the better they can do it in their leadership and in their influence, the more God is glorified and the more useful their life becomes. I think that's the way we reach our full potential. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, Matt. And you know, Matt, I, one of the verses that I, that I've always kind of cling to, um, based upon, you know, your definition of success of faithfulness is in Proverbs 28, verse 20, it says, a faithful person will be richly blessed. Wow. Richly blessed, a faithful person. And I, I, if you will just do what you're called to do. Yes. And being faithful to what God has called you to, you know, I, I always kind of go back to the whole entire thing of, you know, um, everybody has their road to hope. All right. I mean, I don't know why, I, but if you don't, if you get off and try to host somebody else's row, you're, you're messing, you don't even complete your own row. That's right. <laughs> but faithfulness is a easy way to define success in the marketplace, being faithful Absolutely. to the calling that God has called you to do. That's it. Well, and my hope with Tyler would be that somebody listening today is going to grab a hold of that and go, you know what? No more guilt, no more Amen. fear, no more hesitation man, go get it. Woman, yeah. go like, go like, <laughs> like we need you to reach your full potential in, in your workplace because it matters to what God is doing on the earth. And honestly, Tyler, I believe the next big move of God is going to take place in the marketplace hmm. because of people just like we're talking about, just like your listeners today who are grabbing a hold of this and going, you know what? I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better influencer. I want to be a better team member and an employee at my office in my division because I think God is glorified when we do that. That's awesome. At Success as Community SEC, you guys, I wish that you could see Matt. All right. I, I have the 
privilege of actually Skyping with him right now and doing this interview. And just his enthusiasm and his passion coming across, it it, it just encourages me. This is, man, thanks. This is going to be great, Matt. I, I'm excited about that. Matt, now, with with success, and I, I know in your book, um, as I read through um, – you know, majority of your book, you know, the key to everything. And we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit here in a second, but you know, you talk about some failure moments or some, you know, some things that, and you know, I heard a wise man once say, uh, that something the Lord said to him one time, he said, you know, son, you don't qualify for success until you've had a failure. And (laughs) that's just powerful in itself right there. Yeah. Right. Um, Take us to a moment. Take us to a story, Matt. I know you've got plenty of stories, all right, in your book, and you are very transparent in your book about some things in there. But take us to a time where that you experienced some failure uh, in the marketplace that, you know, you you kind of were on your heels a little bit. Take well, us that. Uh, without a doubt, and, and Tyler, what you're saying is so true. I mean, we will never reach our full potential that God's created us for until – we learn how to handle failure well. And, I, and that's one of the biggest characteristics of, of, you know, the book is all about teachability and, you know, possessing and creating a lifestyle, living a lifestyle of teachability. And so one of the five, you know, main characteristics of the most teachable people throughout history and throughout the world is that they know how to handle failure well. And so I, of course, in over two decades of, of this leadership journey, have had my fair share of failures. I, I can't help but think about one when I was, before we moved to Florida 14 years ago, uh, we were, I was working for an organization and we were putting on a big youth conference. And, uh, and so I had went down to this hotel in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I basically signed an $87,000 contract to host this youth conference because the place, the venue we were going to host it at before had fallen through. And so I'm like, okay, good. Well, you know, let's fall back. Let's punt. Let's figure it out. Go down there. It's a 20 page contract. Put your initials, you know, on every page, kind of a deal. Sign here, sign here, sign here. And we're good to go. So, so my wife and I go home back to where we were living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we start calling all these people. Hey, we got the hotel. We're going to host this big event. We're going to do this conference. We're going to do this thing. And one by one by one, all of these um, people that would normally had participated for years in the past start backing out on me. And I remember I called the hotel back because I'm like, this event is not going to happen. And I called the hotel back and I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, I'm just 26. I'm a young leader, you know, trying to figure it out real naive. And I'm like, yeah, turns out we're not going to need the hotel afterwards. So, you know, after a while. So, you know, go ahead and just tear that up. And he goes, well, Matt, are are you looking at the contract? Like he, he knew I was young. He goes, Matt, are you looking at the contract? And I go, yeah, yeah. And he goes, okay, see how your initials are at the bottom of every page? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he goes... That that means that you're on the hook for all $87,000 of this. And I'm telling you, Tyler, I had to walk into my boss's office like the next morning and tell him I had just lost $87,000. And thankfully, he didn't kill me. And just to resolve the story for your listeners, the, the organization I was working for ended up hosting another conference there later in the year. So we used up the 87000 of credit or debt, however you want to say that. But for me as a leader, it was like, Oh my gosh, like pride, fear, insecurity, all of the things I talk about in the first section of the book, you know, that are just roadblocks. I'm like, they came flying up. And it was like, I had to just lean into that failure. There was no way out. It was my fault. I signed the contract and I was the guy and I had to own that. All right. So I, as I was reading your book, I I starred this quote that you had in there. And this is a great, I want you to kind of, cause it's great to unpack this with your story. You said, often 
we want the power and the perks of progress, but we don't want the pressure that comes along with it. Yeah. You know, Matt, I mean, there was some pressure right there, buddy. I mean, $87,000 <laughs> of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you You're know? telling me. But, you know, I, one of the key characteristics that, um, well, and again, whenever I was, you know, reading through your book, you know, one of the key statements, and I, I, I would have to say is probably the, the thesis of the book, you, you, you say right here, you know, teachability is the new key to everything in life. That's it. And what was the teachable moment, Matt? And for that example right there that you just gave, that real, what, what was that teachable moment for that? Well, I think for me, the teachable moment was that, you know, that like Proverbs 16 says, you know, a man plans his ways in his heart, but the Lord orders his steps. And sometimes as a leader, I can think it all through. I can logic it out. I can pro and con list. I can, I can, my case can be airtight, but you know what? We live in a fallen world, and sometimes things just don't go like we thought that they were going to go. We can pray it through. We can fast. We can, like, we can do all of those things. And you know what? Sometimes it's just not going to turn out like we want it to turn out. And in that moment, we have a choice. And that choice is we can either put up a wall, put cross our arms and get mad and say, you know what? No, there's, I'm not going to learn here. I'm going to try and rush past this failure. Or we can become teachable. And so for me, that teachable moment was, you know what, I need to humble myself. And I think when it comes to failure, uh, so often, um, not just for leaders, but for all of us, I think we're, we're so busy trying to rush past failure that we miss the lessons that are on sale in the midst of it. One of the things I say mm, in the failure yeah. chapter is, you know, some of life's greatest lessons are on sale during, in the midst of our failures. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the whole buy low, sell high thing is so true. And it's true for life lessons too, that you're, you're some of the greatest lessons in our leadership life and journey will never be less expensive than when we're, when we fail. No, that's a, that's a hundred percent of the truth right there. Because I mean, I, you brought back a, uh, a quote that I heard from someone, I can't remember the person that says when you, when you're actually, when you fail or you're falling, you know, flat on your face, make sure you pick something back up when you're getting up. That's you it. Know? That's it. And because, you know, you're one of the reasons why I got really excited about the, you know, this interview and the whole entire key, you know, to everything is teachability. I remember I read a, a story or read a book way back when I was like 21 years old or whatever it was. And it was by, um, golly, the gentleman, Steve, I think Steve Farrar, I think is who it was, mm -hmm. you know, he's back in the day, you know, movement of men or whatever it was, you know, and he said this about, and this is why I was perked up to me. He said, you know, if I had one characteristic that I wanted in, cause he had daughters. He said, if I had one characteristic I wanted in a future son-in-law. So obviously here I am, you know, I'm not married. I, you know, I'm, I'm a 21 year old Christian, you know, boy out for the hunt. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> and he said, if there was one characteristic that I would want in my son-in-law is this one thing, teachability. Wow. And that was, you know, now what, almost 20 years, well, not, not 20 years ago, but almost 20 years ago for me. Yeah, right. And here I am today, I, I can tell you, you know, Matt, that I would probably say the key to how that I've been able to succeed in my walk as a Christian in the marketplace is teachability. Yep. 
you know? Yeah. Because you, I mean, I just got done reading the book, um, mindset. I don't know if you've read that book, but anyway, it's a fantastic book. It's more of a secular version, sure. but we have to have a growth mindset. That's it. And honestly, that's why I titled the book, the key to everything. It's not just a, a clever hook to get you to pick it up and go, sure. What hot shot? What is it? I, I really do believe that teachability is the key to everything. I mean, pick the area of your life that you want to improve. I promise you that the pathway always begins at teachability. How teachable are you? Do you want to be a better salesperson? How teachable are you? Do you want to be a better husband or wife? How teachable are you? Do you, you know, again, do you want to be a better golfer? How teachable are you? It all begins at teachability. And it's not that those other things don't matter, work ethic and resolve and discipline, and absolutely those matter. But the thing that matters first, the thing that matters most is teachability. Well, I think that, you know, in your book and I'm glad that we're talking about this right here about the teachability because there's two components to it that you mm -hmm. talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, one is desire to learn, right? Yep. And the other one is willingness to change. And that's yes. going to determine your level of teachability. Walk us through that a little bit, Matt. You know, yeah, as you sure. have in your book. Yeah, well, it actually is, is a math equation. And so not that any of us want to do math wherever we are right now listening to this, but I'll make it simple for you. So it really comes down to those two things. Our desire to learn multiplied by our willingness to change equals our teachability index, if you will. And so, you know, as a public speaker, I'll use myself as an example. I'm a public speaker. So on a scale of one to 10, how much of a desire to learn do I have? Well, if I have a, if my desire to learn is a six, but my willingness to change is a two, then on a scale of 100, 6 times 2 is only 12. Well, mm. I'm going to struggle to reach my full potential as a public speaker. However, if my desire to learn goes up to a 9 and my willingness to change goes up to a 9, suddenly that 12 just became 81. Well, now my chances of succeeding as a public speaker and getting better, and again, what I keep saying in the book and over and over again in this interview is reaching our full potential. That's the goal. That's the point is I don't need to be the best public speaker in the world. I just need the best be the best public speaker that Matt Keller was created to be. Well, that requires teachability. Matt, do you feel like we'll ever reach our full potential? Uh, well, I mean, I think because we're fallen sinful humanity, I think we always leave something on the table, the side of heaven. But yeah, I think it's possible. I think that every one of us have the ability to, to become way more than we are today. You know, I... I... I, I, I've never asked that question on my show before, uh, you know, to anybody, but I feel like that, you know, just something inside of me says that we will have glimpses, mm. right? Moments. I mean, you got to think about it. All right. You know, if I'm Moses and I'm standing at the Red Sea and I obey God and I hold my staff up and all of a sudden I see a huge body of water part. I think I reached my full potential at that moment. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> that's a good moment. But, but you see, but, the, but, but I think the key is, is that, you know, it goes back to the faithfulness thing. Sure. Right. You know? Well, yeah, because our full potential is never reached in just a moment. Our full potential is about faithfulness over a lifetime. Absolutely. And so I love, you know, the verse that says, He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it under the day of Christ Jesus. God, in other words, we are all on a journey. And I was just teaching at a conference with a couple hundred leaders um, uh, two weeks ago, and I basically told them, I said, listen, there is a beginning and an end to your journey. 
And every single one of us are way closer to the beginning of our journey than we are the end of our journey. And it's not because of our age. It's because of our potential. So to speak to the potential side of things, I would say, listen, every single one of us who are listening today, there's a beginning of your potential and there's an end of your potential the day you die. We're way closer to, to the beginning of it than we are to the end of it. In other words, see your upside, man, and go after it because God's got you and he's going to keep developing you. The more teachable we, be, we are, the, the more potential of, uh, we can reach in our life. So, you know, Matt, your passion for the marketplace, you know, obviously just oozes out of you. I mean, just for this whole entire interview right now. And that's why I love this. And, you know, your teachability thing and, you know, your, you know, the book is geared more towards a business person or someone yeah. in the marketplace mm-hmm. um, than it is just for, you know, someone sitting in the, you know, pew or whatever. But, and I, I know that you have your business, your, you know, advancedleadership.tv and you shared a story, you know, pre-interview before we actually got started about, you know, the conferences you had and you shared about, you know, how that you're seeing more non church, non-Christian potentials coming to these conferences that you're having down there about leadership, then what, what's going on, Matt? I mean, what, what's the deal with that? Talk, talk well, me through that and talk uh, me uh, your, your reaction sure. of why that that's happening to you. What talk, talk me through that. Well, here's what I think. I think that the biblical principles of leadership are applicable uh, across the board. And of course, any one of us who are Christian leaders know that that's true. And I, but so the second thing that's happening is I think that there is is a is a is a as a chasm, if you will, a gap um, of availability for so many leaders in our communities today. And I mean, uh, yes, if you're a part of a gigantic organization, then I'm sure there are systems and processes through HR and so forth where you're going to conferences and being trained. Um, which is true in the church world as well. Like, you know, I, I jokingly tell my friends, we could go to a conference every week in the church world and miss some. But what I have discovered, Tyler, is that for most small business owners and, you know, leaders or team members who work in small businesses, let's call it 500, you know, employees or less, if you will, uh, or wherever you want to draw that line, they're, they're so busy, and this is not a bad thing, but they're so busy with their head down, just grinding it out and tr- climbing the mountain and, and keeping the lights on and, and you know, taking ground in their business that they don't really have time to turn around and go, gosh, what are the top five business books I ought to read? What are the top three conferences I should go to? So, so the availability of, of, of leadership resources to them is not as as apparent and in their face as it is in the church world, which is what I discovered. And so, but the hunger is just the same nonetheless. And so what we've done is we've crossed that bridge and said, you know what, let's present biblical truths. And we don't even have to quote, you know, the chapter and verse of the Bible verse, because truth is truth. And so we do it in a very, our term is non-spooky, kooky, and weird way. And we just want to add value. So our advanced one-day events add value to business leaders, regardless of your faith journey or your faith background. And it's working. Man, <laughs> praise God. It's yeah, it's work- a lot of fun. No, it, it, it totally is. And I like what you were saying about, you know, that professional or that, you know, business owner that is has the, you know, 500 employees or less that they're on that hamster wheel grinding it out day in day out and they're not filling themselves back up Mm -hmm. at all you know they're not sitting there saying man 
you know, let me take a step back from this and, you know, let me think about how I can improve my organization or how I might be able to make this environment better for my employee. Right. And here you are providing that, but doing it through the lens of a, you know, biblical principles that you're offering that, which right. obviously will lead into giving them the opportunity if they want to. Exactly. To come to Christ <laughs> and right. realize, holy cow, I really, I've got a gap in my life. I need this. Well, and that's why I wrote the book. I mean, obviously, that's why we do what we do at advancedleadership.tv, our, our coaching company for businesses. But that's why I wrote the book, to help lead. Because if leaders are feeling that, my goodness, how much more are there teams who are good-hearted, serving the vision, getting up every day, going to work, providing for their family? Well, if the leader feels that way, holy cow, that, how much more are the teams? So that's why we created the resources we created, the small group you know, videos, three 15-minute videos with me, um, the book, the group, the group study guide. It's all free at our book's website. Um, and so because I just want to help business leaders add value to their teams because I think when leaders get better, everybody wins. No, and Matt, this is the whole reason why the Success Such podcast exists mm. is because I would go into a Christian a Christian bookstore, right? And I would go looking looking for the section for business, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you'd hear crickets over there. There's nothing. There's yeah. there's no section. It's all you know you know, how to have financial peace or whatever it is. Sure. Right. But there's nothing for that, you know, Christian business man or woman yeah. who's trying to lead their organization or run their business. And you're now providing resources. But I mean, even so you're going even a step further by providing resources for those non-Christian businessmen and women. Absolutely. Well, and that's, I mean, and I'm thankful to John Maxwell, Dave Ramsey, you know, a lot of these guys who are Christians who are speaking and writing into that leadership world. And they certainly have paved the way for guys like me. But, uh, you know, the thing about like even the key to everything is, um, you know, just wanting to, I wrote the book, you do not have to have a biblical worldview to glean and get value from the book. Because I know that so many Christian businessmen and women are around, you know, 10 times more non-Christians than they are Christians on a daily basis. So the book is written so that I, I reference the Bible and biblical stories and illustrations and anecdotes as support for my argument or my claim of teachability being the key to everything. But the goal is by the end of the book, if you're not a Christian, my goal is that you will be more interested in the Bible as a leadership reference tool for your life than you were at the beginning of the book. And I think it worked. And so so even Christians listening to this can go, man, I can buy 12 copies, you know, and give it out as Christmas presents or birthday presents or give them to my whole team. People will relate whether they have a biblical worldview or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's one reason why, you know, I you know, success as community, you know, I've I'm about halfway through this book right now. And, you know, it's not that in your face, you got to, you know, go to church, you got to, you know, love Jesus or anything like it's not that, you know, this book and what Matt's talking about is that you can actually hand somebody that is a non-believer or, you know, that might even be a believer, but maybe falling away, whatever it is. And it's going to wet in their appetite. It's going to be that salt that needs to be poured out, you know, to get them to want to actually come in. I love it, Matt. I love it. Well, Matt, kind of wrapping down here, what's, you know, for, for, for your, what's, what's got Matt 
charged right mm-hmm. now? I mean, what's got you fired up? What project or thing that you're working on right now? What's got you fired up? Well, I mean, obviously the key to everything, you know, getting that into as many hands as we possibly can in terms of just helping Christian marketplace leaders be be better at who God's called them to be is obviously firing me up. But honestly, the thing that's in my soul right now um, that I'm really, really just coming to to realize and understand with great clarity, the more we work with, you know, leaders across the country and, and you know, in the marketplace is, uh, Tyler, I think there is an encouragement epidemic among the leadership world today hmm. that one of the, you know, one of the things that matters most in the leadership journey and context is encouragement hmm. and encouragement is oxygen to a leader. It's not optional. And yet so many leaders that I work with and talk to, and again, not just CEOs and presidents. Yes, it's true for them. CEOs and pastors are the loneliest two groups of people in America, but it's true for leaders all the way down that, again, the grind of work, the grind of, of the project, the grind of climbing the hill of whatever you know department, division, team we lead has a way of, of just sucking the life out of us. And, and, and leaders need encouragement. And if God can use me in any way in the next season of my life, I hope that God will raise up my voice to be a voice of encouragement. I hope that your listeners today will will hear a voice of encouragement to keep going, to go, you know what? Because you lead in your context, you create an amazing place for your team members to go to work every day. Because you lead, you create opportunities for, for families to be blessed, for schools to be built, for taxes to be paid, for jobs to be created. And all of those things make our cities better. Our cities would not be what they are today if it weren't for the leaders in the marketplace doing what God has called and gifted them to do. So I hope that leaders will stay encouraged in their leadership journey today. Man, amen, Matt. Amen, brother. I give a hearty amen. (laughs) Wow, wow. Well, Matt, um, God, this has been good, Matt. This has really been good. Well, Matt, do this for us. Just um, boil it down to you know one simple statement for us, and tell us how we can uh, find you out there on the internet, if you could. And uh, we'll call this a, a wrap. Absolutely. Well, the place to find me um, that gives you portals into everything else that we're doing, uh, including advanced leadership, uh, the book, Key to Everything, the place to find me is mattkelleronline.com. That is kind of the one-stop shop, uh, my front door digitally, mattkelleronline.com. I release a weekly leadership article that's written to um, marketplace leaders. Uh, again, whether you're Christian or not, uh, the articles that we write and release on there are, are you know, written to them. So mattkelleronline.com, you can subscribe uh, to that if you want to there in terms of the weekly email, whatever, the article that I release for leaders. And so everything is on there. In terms of boiling it down to, to kind of the one statement, I think there's a new key to success in our world today. And it's not what perhaps we were taught in school or in college or in, in you know, B-school it's not what our parents taught us or didn't teach us. It's not what our coaches and math teachers tried to instill in us, although those things are extremely important. I think there's a new key to everything in terms of reaching success in our life, and that is teachability. Teachability really is the key to everything. I totally agree with you, 100%. You know, uh, I don't think it's a new key, in my opinion. I think it's been around. We just haven't, you know, we haven't put it in the forefront of what we are, but you know, it is the, in this world we live in as fast as it is changing, 
you know, being teachable is the key. I, I totally, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you, Matt, hundred percent. Well, success as community, let me tell you something, guys, uh, you have all of the show notes. Um, you know, you'll have, uh, you know, Matt's website that you can go find him on. Uh, cause obviously it sounds like that, uh, you know, if you've got some, you know, trainings or things of that nature that you want to kind of plug into on his website or the, you know, advanced leadership.tv go there. Uh, I can also tell you that, uh, I'll have his, uh, link out to his book, you know, the key to everything, uh, on the show notes as well. But Matt, again, thank you so much for just being passionate about, uh, marketplace Christians and wanting to pour into these leaders that are out there in the marketplace. I just really appreciate your passion, buddy. Well, you're welcome. I'm, uh, I'm happy to be faithful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Matt Keller for sharing what an awesome story you have and what an awesome example that you are out there in the marketplace. And what a great book as well. Um, I am about to wrap the book up. But man, I'm telling you, the book is all about you having teachability and how that will set you apart. Now, here's the thing. Mr. Keller has been willing to offer a book. Yes, he is willing to offer a book to the Success Edge community. So if you're listening to this, there's a free book that potentially has your name on it. Now, here's what you got to do. Let's do it. I will take whoever is the first person from the Success Edge community to email me and send me an email telling me, number one, why you enjoy the Success Edge podcast, what you get out of it, how it has affected your life, and what would be one thing that you would like to see improved upon or changed about the Success Edge podcast if you had something. And then I will actually respond back to you via email, uh, getting your address that I can physically send this book to you. And uh, I'm telling you, it's a great book and you definitely want to get it. So send your email to actually Tyler at thesuccessedge.biz. That's Tyler at thesuccessedge.biz. And gang, we'll call this one a wrap. We appreciate you guys. Till next time, best of success to you. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities he's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.